All right, Pastor Michael, let me share my screen with you because it's time for an episode of Tim Keller Watch. Pastor Michael, we we have a uh, it's been winsome winter here. It's starting to warm up. This is this is restless, by the way, the postmortem on the young restless and reform where we talk about all things new Calvinism and one such new Calvinist we talk about from time to time is one pastor, Timothy Keller in New York City. But I am not joined by him. I'm joined by Pastor Michael Bowman. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm not in New York City. I am nope. in La Crosse, Wisconsin, and um, I am happy about that myself. Um, we love our New York listeners. Shout out to you guys, but I'm very content to be here. <laughs> That's right. Well, Pastor Michael, we have about 30 minutes. And we're actually going to do a little surprise bonus episode live stream, but I thought this would be enough time for us to talk about a little Tim Keller watch. Um, when it's needed, it's needed. You know what I'm saying? Um because and we have a backlog, we have an article he wrote, um, a big long, you know, one of his big Tim Keller journal articles on every idea under the sun that we have patrons who asked us to do. And obviously, we like to listen to our patrons. We he just wrote an op ed today, uh, for MSN about d- is there hope for the American church? And all I've got to say is, we're all gonna make it, guys. It's okay, it's okay. <laughs> we're all gonna make it. It's okay. I mean, maybe not individually, but. Correct. And <laughs> we are all going to make trusting Christ. We're going to make it. And a lot of forms of evangelicalism are going to die, but we're all going to make it. Um, but the one that I felt was most, most uh, prescient for our episode this time of Tim Keller watch was one of his tweets that shot off around the world. Um, as Tim Keller likes to do, he likes to Yoda tweet. He likes his tweets that, uh, that really uh that really get at things and um this one this one turned into a real interesting uh conversation and as per usual um after he posted a two sentence thing he wrote uh i don't know about 10 more tweets about the thing he wrote when uh the whiplash began on the internet so pastor michael are you ready to join us for a winsome episode of tim keller watch i'm very ready let's do this thing So here is the text of the tweet that we are discussing. It's a shocking message. Careful obedience to God's law may actually serve as a strategy for rebelling against God. Pastor Michael, yay nay or nuance, careful obedience to God's law may serve as a strategy for rebelling against God. I have to go with a hard nay on that one. Um, Oh, man. A surprise, a surprise <laughs> to be Tim Keller watch. <laughs> um, yeah, we all know what he's trying to do, I think, anyway. Right? What is he's he trying tr- to do? Let's start there. Because, again, probably the most tiresome thing about how people respond to Tim Keller is by pretending they don't know what he's trying to do. Right? Yeah. Like, right. No, oh. it's it seems yeah. obvious. It seems yeah. obvious that he's trying to do the like calling out Phariseeism kind of a thing, right? That um, you know, he's trying to say, well, if you are kind of putting your hope in what you do, um, and if uh like you think that just this pure 
pure outward obedience um, that is not true obedience uh, after all is going to, in some sense, make you righteous or make you better than others. Obviously, that's a problem. So, you know, for instance, this is going to be his his whole, uh, you know, uh, story of the two brothers, right? The, mm-hmm. you know, oh. you have. He is going to he is going to shout out his book, by the way, he will yeah. be shouting that out. the prodigal sons. Right. So, you know, it's you've got the the religious one, quote unquote, right. The one who just stays with his father and works hard. Um, and, uh, you know, he is just as lost as the one who ran far away. Right. So that's what he's trying to do. That's what he at least I would assume he's trying to do. Yeah. But to say it. uh like this, right? Careful obedience to God's law may actually serve as a strategy for rebelling against God. That's right. actually not true because uh, it, obedience to God's law is, in fact, the opposite of rebelling. Correct. But like that's that's the opposite. And <laughs> yeah. so, so it's just yeah. not careful. It's not careful. It's not. It is not actually a a thoughtful thing to say. Um, it's especially not true. for a you know a pastor it's not true right it's, i think that's where we really need to come down to is like i will give my brief interpretation of what like if i were to rewrite this tweet um what a, how i would write it um and and we'll come to that but um also we we do in a moment we have to figure out if tim keller actually laid a trap for us because he does kind of uh claim he did he claims to have got us uh pretty hard which is great i love that he's, <laughs> got uh, him he's that, he, <laughs> that he's like he's still got this uh we're glad that his health is good enough that he's still got it in him to try and uh trap pharisees online right i think what he's if i'm gonna say what how i would interpret this is what he's saying is that acting in high external conformity with christian morality it like is often a uh how does he end this thing is often a strategy for rebelling against god right that like you can act in external conformity to christian morality and be in high rebellion against god right like that's how i would have to rewrite the tweet if i were to if i were wanting this to be true um but of course, yeah, the big problem is this isn't true, right? And again, a, equating with some form of legalism with obedience to God is the problem. Like yep. telling people that that's bad. Like this is, and this is like, and this is what everyone already thinks. This is why when they hear reform people talk about the Sabbath or their views on images of Christ, they're like, well, that sounds like legalism. Really? Because, <laughs> because what, <laughs> I'm saying this is my understanding of the Ten Commandments, and you're saying that sounds like legalism to me. Yeah, this is such a problem that like legalism or Phariseeism is definitely thought to be simply doing what God says. What? No, that's no doing what God says is called following Christ. Like that. Like what are you talking about? But that's what most people think, right? To to try to actually um, love God the way that he has told us to love him in scripture is put up next to, you know, Phariseeism. It's uh, yeah, it it, it's that's not what the Pharisees did, by the way. Right. That's not that they were condemned, not because they were actually loving God, which is what the law was all about. Right. That's not what it was. Right. They were using 
their traditions built on top of the law as if they were the law of God to oppress people, to put burdens on people's backs that that uh, were not true of God's law. That doesn't mean that God has not showed us how to live, that he's not, he's not commanded us to live in certain ways, and that we should, as Christians, right, having been set free from bondage to sin and filled with his Holy Spirit, that we shouldn't seek to conform our lives to that. That's called love, right? That's called right. covenant love. That's like when, this is like, saying somebody's a Pharisee because they married a woman and now they want to like serve her and care for her and provide for her. Do what a right. Pharisee. Yeah. No, you no, and, like or, or covenantly and, bound yourself to her. No, it'd be saying a way to hide your disdain for your wife is by caring for her and providing for her for the rest <laughs> of your life. It's a common strategy. Yeah, I guess yeah. there are marriages where the guy goes to his job and doesn't care about his wife. But but maybe that helps people hear why this is so bad. Because what you're because what you say then is, "Oh wow. So I should be suspicious of people who provide for their wives and attempt to care for her, right? That guy's just going through the motions." He doesn't love her, right? This is the problem. Also, when Jesus condemns the Pharisees, I think it's pretty hard to find him condemning them for how obedient to the law they are. For example, Jesus says, wow, you have a fancy way of taking the commandments of men and nullifying the commandments of God. Jesus yes. says in the Sermon on the Mount, your righteousness must exceed that of the Pharisees. And what does he doing? When he's saying, you've heard it said, but I say this, he's saying, oh, here's the common understanding of how this command works. That's wrong. It's not It's not correctly applying God's law. Jesus says, listen to their teaching, but do not do what they do. Why? The problem with the Pharisees is that they are hypocrites. And their, yes. hypocrisy, their hypocrisy is ultimately exposed when God himself comes down to save his people and they go, get out because we love God. That's mm -hmm. the, that's their hypocrisy. And so I just like, we need to rehab what a Pharisee is. I, I don't know. Like it's the level, the, the level of discourse at this point about what Phariseeism is and what Pharisees are like, we totally need to re we need to take this back to the drawing board. At this because point, being a Pharisee to most people just means being a Christian. I know. Right. Obedience is like, this is something that God commands us to do. No, we can't do it perfectly. And when we sin, we don't have to lie about it. We have right. an advocate, Jesus Christ, and we're forgiven of our sin. And so we continue to seek to obey him, to love him, to serve him, right? To give our lives for him, to lay down our lives as he laid down his life. That's not being a legalist. Yeah. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't know how to uh, yeah. get this across to people, especially when men who should know better right. are tweeting stuff like this. Right. You know, it's actually a really common strategy for rebelling against God, calling everyone a Pharisee and a legalist who tells you, you have to obey God. There's, wow. there's, a, there's <laughs> a really common strategy for it. Oh um, man. So let's, let's talk about the genius trap Tim Keller laid that we've just fallen into. So after this, it came out, Tim Keller has a series of tweets, and I don't know how he does this. I kind of want to start doing this with a couple of my tweets. Um, he posts the same tweet every single year. Yep. And so every so it quickly came out. He posts this every year. But here's what's 
here's the the genius trap that he has laid um is that um he he gets to kind of celebrate upon you pastor michael oh how come no one's ever felt this way before i wonder what's changed and right it's his big i haven't changed you've changed moment um right which is kind of true i've never paid attention to tim keller's twitter till now yeah (laughs) and i still don't except for this show (laughs) i still don't except for tim keller watch and maybe some mutuals on twitter that will like share here's this new take that came out it's telling that so many conservative Christians could not recognize the statement obedience to God's law can be a way to rebel versus God that expresses the classic law gospel distinction that obedience can be one of two ways to reject the gospel legalism and antinomianism. So, right. So the whole point here is, well, he posts this every year. This is, there's, there's something new going on. So it, so we'll get to, cause he talks about the law gospel distinction. We'll talk about that a little bit. But what do you think about this like whole idea of like, oh, no one ever cared before? Um, are 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 we becoming pickier? Are what's what's going on that like um, this is, and maybe this has caught fire and taken flack before? Um, I don't know. Again, again, like the man tweets again. It's one of those. The here's my here's my short answer to it. One. I've never seen this tweet by you before Two, things go viral. And I can't really control like, like I can't really control like what, what comes in front of you. Yeah. Like what, and what, like suddenly a ton of people see. Yep. Right. Um, and so it actually, it could indicate like, it could indicate more about algorithms and virality than like suddenly now, everyone's really um cautious about you saying things like this yeah but i will say he uses prodigal god as a source which has lots of good things in the book but when i went and got this book while i was in college there were people cautioning against things in it like this Mm -hmm. right and so again it's not that there has never been you know any thought that this might not be it um i also think again we could the other possibility is again tim keller I don't and I don't know about New York City. It feels like you're not again living in the same world as me. I just I just don't know. I don't know a lot of places where legalism is like on a wide on the like kind of audience you're tweeting to on Twitter. Again, your church, right? Any individual family person, this could be very different. Yeah. But on just a straight wide like a wide swath is our society the fastidious tithing their dill and cumin like is is this really like is this the is this the problem so anyways i don't know these are my thoughts on this idea of of how i don't feel that caught by yeah i don't feel caught i've I've never seen it before now so that's it right yeah like if i had seen it before now i hope i would have you know seen it and been like wait a minute and also yeah we have become a little bit more picky at times um, because people have started to see things like this and be like, wait a minute, you know, like, I think that probably for a long time, there were a lot of people who would have disagreed more with Keller, but he put out a lot of great stuff and you just kind of pass it off without thinking that deeply about it. Right. It just seems like, yo, no, there's some really good things in here. And so you pass it on or you recommend it. Right. And then you start to realize, wait a minute. 
you know, wait a minute, there is a problem here. So to to see it as some kind of trap that's been sprung is pretty silly, honestly. Right. I mean, it's a pretty silly thing. Right. It Again, the only thing about it, the, the, the one thing it totally proves is this isn't a new idea of his. Like, this is a big central thing for him, right? Like, the like if and that that this like this being a idea of his ministry and preaching is a thing that he has always kind of understood as a way to communicate right that's the thing we're sure of that's not good <laughs> well pastor michael <laughs> let's let's address that because as the as the explanation tweets came of course there were about 5 books that tim keller wants you to read to understand Again, this is what blows my mind. And maybe this isn't bad on him. This is just Twitter. Like, read five books. You this is a one sentence Yoda tweet. (laughs) I I like we're gonna record on this for maybe just under 30 minutes. And I'm like, that's that's plenty. That's enough. We've we can move on. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so here we go. So a classic text on the law and gospel. So he's kind of giving context as to where this tweet came from. The teaching after we believe the gospel, the law is not a covenant of works, but a rule of life. To obey it as a covenant of works is spiritually lethal and actually serves as a form of rebellion against God. So again, the difference between this tweet and the first one is obeying God so that he will justify yourself is a different thing than careful obedience, mm-hmm. right? There, again, like again, it's just like, well, the the that's different. Like, right. I, I don't it's know. clear that it's clear again. I think anyway that Keller is trying to like put those two things as if they're the same thing, yes. right? Um, yep. And he can't like he's kind of backed into a corner, right? He's not going to probably admit, oh yeah, actually, I should I misspoke. That was not actually what I was trying to communicate. Um, but that is a very different thing that like careful obedience to God's law would actually, um, mean that you know, it can't justify you, right? Right. Because that's there the whole time, which is why Christ can say, it's all about me. It was all pointing to me, right? Like this isn't new in a sense, right? right? It, It needed to be uh, more fully fleshed out and revealed in the incarnation, right? That, uh, Christ has come and, and. Uh, helped us to understand it in a way that before we did not have maybe a a full spiritual understanding. Um, but that that is not to say that careful obedience to it is therefore rebellion against God. Um, so, and yes. let me just add, like this, can I just say this seems to be a common, I, we all do this on Twitter, right? You get yep. into a little bit of a back and forth. You're not backing down, right? I just, I think most of us probably do that. We're not super reasonable. But am I wrong to say that it seems like it's really common with guys who are maybe of a more academic model that they say these things and it takes a tiny, like an iota amount of empathy or sympathy or whatever you want to call it to be able to understand and to see, oh yeah, I see how somebody could have misread this. Let me explain. But right. they never do. They they never do that. They never say, oh, you know, I do understand how you could think actually careful obedience to the law is just obedience, which is what God calls all of us to do. 
And right. so that why that's not actually legalism. Um, let me explain what I mean. Just add that would external. be it. I mean, that'd just be, add- and I know there's guys who would still not accept that, right? There right. are guys yes. who just can't stand Keller and that's it. Right. Correct. I'm not in that category. Correct. I've we really benefited from Keller. Yeah. You know, like I, I appreciate him. I, you know, I've learned a lot from him. Um, just, just come back and say, yeah, I could explain that better. We mean, I mean, pure external conformity. Yeah. Great. Yep. <laughs> like, okay. We're um, in agreement. And, and now again, the problem is obviously you, you still want to use this rhetoric and I'm fine with Yoda proverbial kinds of rhetoric, but your rhetoric still has to be true. Right. Yep. So the problem is this, the, the, you can clarify it and that would have been, that's good enough for me, but that even that rhetoric would still be untrue. And given what Michael and I are saying about the world we live in right now, I would still say is actually unhelpful because yep. it's bad. So but here's the next tweet. This is the tweet that I think comes closest to just like me going, yeah, there we go. Folks know that Pharisees and legalistic individuals think they are just carefully obeying. That's the shocking part. That's the that's the closest thing. Because again, I think you could potentially fix this tweak with saying that um, you can think you're carefully obeying while... Be- or like you can have the appearance of careful obedience while you rebel against God. The problem with this again is the Pharisees had invented an entire system where they didn't have to obey clear commands of God, right? Like, again, we're into this problem. Um, And then you come to the pastoral question of, if I say you can think you're carefully obeying God and be rebelling against him, what does that communicate to your average person in a church, right? I don't know. So here we go. Now we're with the book lists. Are you an elder brother? So this is the prodigal God. When we look down on others, do we feel better about ourselves? Read one of my favorites, which is hilarious that he tweeted that. (laughs) And it's his book. Uh, It's again, I understand. It's probably like his favorite book he's written. And it's the book that Ted. And that makes sense. It probably is. Right. Yep. Um, And then two more books on how obedience can God's law can function as either an embrace or rejection of God's salvation. There you go. Uh, so then we have the marrow of modern divinity. And then we have a final final note on this for now. Please read uh, Calhoun, Boston, Fisher, Luther's preface to the commentary on Christ <laughs> to see the two different ways one can obey God's law, one spiritually deadly and one life-giving. And if you read all of those things, evidently you'll come on back up to this tweet up here about the shocking message and you'll be be on board. Pastor Michael, what do you think about all of this at the at the end of the day here? Yeah, it's still a sloppily worded tweet. Just admit that. Like is it that hard? I don't you know? know. Apparently. We, I I just don't think it's that hard. And I know we all do this. Um so maybe we can give Keller a little bit of a break. But this isn't the first time. Right. <laughs> This, this is why we do Tim Keller watch, right? That right. <laughs> Again, it would be wrong to be like, wow. So, you know, all we should say about Tim Keller is that he's an antinomian and it's all been, you know, like, again, the like people who are going to use this as like the, the, like I said, you don't pretend like you don't know what he's trying to say. Again, even if I don't think, um, even if I don't think he's, he's, I think he's wrong. He said something that's not true, but right it would be wrong to pretend that he's basically not trying to make the Galatians, the distinction in Galatians, right? 
but it's not good. It's not good. I, and no. so I don't know, Pastor Michael, what do you think about uh, this? Um, any, any, any final thoughts as we, as we come to another episode of Tim Keller watch, as we, we read tweets, as we do our various reactions. Um, it Honestly, I'm just thinking we got to do some more work on legalism. You know, mm, like yes. you I'll and I sure. probably need to put something out there into the world about the real nature of legalism or something. Um, and maybe even more on why this is not the issue. <laughs> this is not the issue that you think it is right now in New York City. <laughs> like that's, I, I just don't, don't maybe. think that, I, <laughs> I just don't think that that's the, what you think you're doing. Um, and so I think that we should probably do more work on it. I mean, how, I don't want to like, I don't want to be a jerk, but is there just a, is there a potential generational gap going on? There is, there absolutely is, right? We've all seen, you know, growing up in the era that we have, it's like debauchery is the norm in the church, right? I'm not even talking about like non-believers, right? People that have not professed faith. I'm talking about people that profess faith in Christ, debauchery and fornication and laxity, passivity in the faith. And like, that seems to be our besetting sin far more. Yes, there's a legalist here and there. There's just not a lot of them right now, you know? And so um, to constantly be harping on, on legalism as the problem and to be so not careful about how you do it, that you could easily give people the impression that just trying to follow Christ right in faith knowing that he has commanded us to do so is rebelling against him that that's just not a a helpful thing to do right now this has been a great episode of tim keller watch i don't know if this episode was short if it was uh you can blame the fact that we're going to live stream on that and that i also am uh in the process of studying for ordination and so i can't luxuriate in the audio as this podcast is known to so i love the conversation please rate and review the show please share it with your friends uh we've got plenty of great interviews we've got uh we have got we do have the season finale of of winsome winter coming soon pastor michael should i should i announce what will be our final episode of winsome winter as it comes is that a good tease start the hype start the hype now Start the hype. Start the hype. The hype is our last episode this winsome winter will be the restless reaction to the series, The Chosen. 